Goedemorgen. Goedemiddag. Goedemiddag. Welcome to the Aisha Network, where I, Chaya Evers, together with fascinating and remarkable women from the Amsterdam Jewish community, will be sharing stories and journeys on motherhood and womanhood. A little bit of English and Beit in Nederlands. Join us for the second season of our well-acclaimed podcast. Welcome, friends. A few months back when I sat down with my mother-in-law to record this podcast, I never could have imagined that a few months later we would be in a full lockdown. I hope you enjoy this fabulous conversation that is long overdue and so beautiful. I've been waiting to do this because it's long time overdue and I'm so excited to introduce our new guest um, for this episode, my mother-in-law, Mrs. Gila Avers. Hi. Hi, Mama. I call her Mama. And I can even call her Rebbitson Gila Avers because she's oh, the yeah. wife of, of the rabbi um, here in Amersford. And we're actually here in Amersford. We're getting ready for Shabbos. And we decided to take some time out of the busy, busy um, happenings downstairs and come and have a conversation. And I'm so excited to do this. Um, my mother-in-law is an amazing mother-in-law, a wonderful woman, someone that I really admire. So I'm really um, excited to get to have this conversation with you. So first of all... I feel so honored how you introduced me. Well, Thank you. I guess you're doing a good job as a mother-in-law. In the meantime, <laughs> Okay. So I'd like to start right away, and I'll just say mama, because I think that's um, the way I always call you. Can you maybe share with our audience a little bit about yourself? Where do you come from? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? We would love to hear. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I was born in Amsterdam to two Dutch parents, and it's already quite a time ago and yeah it was in Amsterdam Oost in the east of Amsterdam there we grew up and later I realized it really prepared me to live in Amersfoort later because now we live in Amersfoort in Holland I went to school in Amsterdam the Jewish school Roshpina and we went by bus every day so I wasn't so bothered by the idea that my children have to travel to school because that was very normal for me and things like that. We didn't have minyan in school on Friday night, so uh, we davened at home. And here for many years, we also didn't have school for Friday night, so we davened at home. So it's very interesting how I was prepared for life in Amersfoort. Wow. Very nice. Okay. So, you know, you grew up in Amsterdam in the Jewish community. You went to Rosh Pina, you went to Maimonides, Days, and you went through B'nai Akiva also. Yeah, so you're really like that. real Amsterdam <laughs> Jewish childhood where, you know, you did all the things that, you know, were part of the community and, right. and, and did it. And then you... So you grew up in more like a modern Orthodox, you would call family or yeah, B'nai yeah, Akiva style family. And then when you um, grew up and you got married, you kind of went in a little bit different direction. Um, yeah, you want to share I a little bit about that? Yeah, but I didn't realize that. For me, when when my husband said, oh, yeah, I would like you to become Lubavitch. So I thought, 
I didn't even know the difference between Benakiva and Lubavitch. So, yeah, for me that was yeah. fine. I was very accommodating. I was always, I like to do other people a pleasure. So if that was um, what was expected from me, so yeah, why not? Wow, wow, you're you're very impressive. You know, not many people are like that. And I think it's interesting because, you know, becoming Lubavitch for you means that you are leading a Hasidic lifestyle. Um, you probably didn't even realize that when you committed to marrying your husband right. and starting your life with him that, oh, now you are a Hasid. You are a follower of, of a Rebbe. That's a Hasidic um, group. First, I followed my husband. <laughs> and then I started to follow the Rebbe. But only later, because I didn't realize what I said yes to. And okay. Baruch Hashem, we lived in Jerusalem for two years. Uh, in, Yerush- in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, my husband had a study partner in uh, the place where married men learn a koilel. And it was, for me, it's much more important. He had a very nice wife. So with her, I started to learn about Hasidut. And that's how I learned a lot about Chabad. And there I met other ladies. And yeah, so that was my start of um, getting to know Chabad. Oh, very nice. Okay. So my question is also, like, when you started to dive into learning the teachings of Hasidut, like Hasidic thought and text, what did that change for you in your thinking and the way you practiced as a Jew? Did it have really make a big change or you kind of continued being the same way you had always been? Or that did it have like a profound effect on you in any way? Um, I don't know. I, the reason I'm asking is I find it very interesting because I really see this a lot that every um, Jewish person that I've encountered have some kind of journey and path that their inner deep core is driving them towards. And everyone is different. Some people, they connect with, um, you know, tradition and some people need something a little deeper and everyone has their pathway that they need to go on. You kind of just chose to go on this because you were committing to um, in your relationship to your husband that he was going that way and you were just going to follow him, which is impressive. But once you actually followed him and got into it, did these teachings and this way of life have any shift or effect on the way you practiced as a Jew? Very interesting question. Now, when I think about it, I, I really don't know when the shift happened because... I grew up in Bnei Akiva already with a kind of Hasidic way of thinking, uh, like warm way of loving Hashem and loving the mitzvahs. That's already very Hasidic. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know when the real switch came to being getting into it deeper. I think when my family grew, then then I needed to to dive in deeper because that was not like Benakiva anymore. Okay, because you were raising a family in a in a different way, so you needed to dive yeah. into it so you can raise your family that way. Yeah, very interesting. Um, I wanted also to speak about you know, you're my mother-in-law and you're my husband's mother. Okay, that's what a mother-in-law is. But um, 
you raise a very big family, especially for, for Dutch standards. I mean, I come from New York, and in my neighborhood that I grew up, the Jewish neighborhood, we also had family, very big families. I come from a family of eight children, all my friends, 10 children, 12 children. You have 11 children. Baruch um, Hashem. And um, you're very proud of your big family. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's their own merit. That's not only my merit. They have their own merits because they made something great okay. with their their own families now. And, and I enjoy it enormously. Wow. So could you maybe share with our listeners how it was to raise such a big family? You really had the first nine, really one after another, just this big happy family. You know, it's funny because sometimes I meet people in Amsterdam. They say, oh, I used to come to your house for Shabbat. Oh, in, Am- in your husband's house and in Amersfoort, it was always so much fun and it was always so much going on and happening. So it sounds like this house where we're sitting right now <laughs> yeah. was a really fun place to be when everyone Baruch was growing Hashem. up, which I yeah. think is really beautiful. Yeah, I, I I didn't realize it by then. I was very happy, everyone who came here, because for me, having guests was very nice. Because it brought a bit of more Yiddishkeit into my house. And so that I really enjoyed. Everyone who came to our house, I enjoyed very much. Okay, guys, if you're listening, you were enjoyed and valued as a guest in this house. And, you yeah. know, it's not the biggest house. I, I still remember when we came here the first time. I'm coming from New York where I grew up in a, in a house probably three times the size of this house, and which was normal. And then I told Malach, wait. This is the whole house. Like I could see out the back. What? What's going on? He's like, yeah, this is a normal Dutch house. And yeah. I, I, even my own house now in Amsterdam, I sometimes think it's just too small. I'm not used to it. But yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of love happens in this little small um, confined space and um, oh, great awesome. memories. Yeah, I, I never really complained that it was too small. We had a lot of bunk beds. <laughs> we and, still do. <laughs> and I learned from my other mother from a big family that you just give every child one shelf and don't buy more clothing because it won't fit in one shelf and then you have enough room for everyone. Okay. So it was very smart advice. And yeah, I learned to give love to everyone. And I am learning to give more love to myself because I was just always ready for everyone to give. I mean, I wanted to give to everyone and I really expected also them to help me um, to a certain extent. Yeah, but children are not like that. Yeah, but they did. Baruch Hashem, we always... It really helped a lot. It's, it's true. It's true. 20 years ago. Don't listen, forget. Listen, I have to say, my mother was always amazed when she saw Eli Melech, which is my husband, um, helping so much when he would come to my parents' house, clearing the table, washing the dishes. And then when you, when, when Eli Melech's brothers, your sons, also join us for Shabbat in New York, they were also helping and setting the table. And my mother always tells everyone, oh, these boys, they know how to help. Baruch these men are great, very domesticated. So you, you raise domesticated men because you have nine boys and only yeah. two girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to say, someone was telling me, if you want your daughter in law to love you teach her son how to help then she'll really love you so now you understand why i like you so much because because oh. you raised a, a good man 
So, so I'm happy. I, it was a, a plan that started long ago. Yeah, it's a good plan, a really good one. Um, you know, so we're moving in your life and you raise this whole beautiful family in Amersford. You moved here. So your husband is the rabbi of the shul and you have a, a Jewish community here and you do programs and mm-hmm. events. And through the years, you've do, done a lot for the community here in Amersford. And lately, in the past few years, you also started to focus on developing yourself, not only as a mother, but as a a woman, a career woman, we can say, or as, as a person of not only for yourself, but reaching your wisdom out to the larger community and even not only Jewish community, but non-Jewish community, Christian community. And I find it really amazing how, how driven you are to share wisdom of life that you learn from raising a family of 11 children. There's a lot you learn, management, problem solving, and you've developed it into this... Um, Schakelab, you call it. Yeah, Schakelab in Dutch way. And you can find on internet at gilaevers.nl. Yeah, it's you a really can... beautiful website that you made. Thank you. Yeah, and, and, and I think um, we said before, you give courses every few weeks on different things about developing yourself as a person, finding joy in your life. Right, yeah, Maybe that's you want to share a little bit about what you do and about the... any like the 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 Schakelab card. You yeah, know, but you also have this something that it stands for something. Oh, lab. The lab. Yeah. yeah. What does it stand for? For in Dutch, liefde, aandacht, and begrip. And um, it's in in English, it's liefde is love. It's also L. The A you can translate aandacht. aandacht yeah, um, attention. Attention. It's also A. And the B is understanding, so that doesn't... Uh, so the idea is that once I thought, okay, people have such nice names when they have their Companies. company. And um, I thought, oh, what would be important to me? So then I realized, liefde, aandacht, love, attention, and understanding is very important. And it's from others for us. And for us, for others, and also making a connection with Hashem. I really put that into it. Hashem is very much into my um, classes. And so both Jewish and Christian people like it because when you uh, are, especially when you are a giving person, it's difficult to receive. We have to learn to receive and give to ourselves. So that's a very important part of my um, idea that I want to show people how you can be social and kind and nice and still give to yourself and to others and be more balanced. And that makes us happy. Balance. That's the thing that we're all looking for, you know. Um I, I heard once in a lecture that it's almost impossible to find balance, which I don't know if I agree 100% with it, but I think balance within ourselves, not necessarily in our in our surroundings, like being centered inside and being whole and complete and being open to connecting and receiving, I think that's very, very interesting and important. Yeah. So um, to all of you out there, if you want to learn more about this, and your courses are in Dutch, Mama, right? Yeah, but I can teach in English also. As well. So, yeah. In Antwerp, 
I gave classes in English oh. and even in Ivrit. Yeah. I can also teach. Okay, so that's so not a limitation. If you have any interest in joining a workshop or planning one or organizing one, you can look up my mother-in-law at Gila Avers Pintanel, G I L A yeah, H. H with an H. Gila Avers with an H. Avers um, Pintanel. Um, I'll also put it in the link over here so you can all check it out. Thank um, you. I find it very interesting. You know, every person has a chapter of their life. And I hope that when I'm your age, I will also be just as vibrant looking to the next step and not just saying, oh, now it's time for me to enjoy life and relax. No, we have to keep going. We have to keep doing. And it's no, a very good this, message. This is my biggest enjoyment. Besides the kids, of course. <laughs> okay. Well, that's honest. It's nice. Yeah, it's true. No, but uh, the children and grandchildren, that I, I mean, that comes together. It's it's not one thing or the other. Yeah. But I believe it's not good to be dependent on the children and the grandchildren. That's not the only thing that fills you. Yeah. There's other things that can fill you. I, I'm totally in agreement with you that... It's important for women especially to develop themselves outside of their family. However much their family is really important, there's a part of us that needs to um, separate from that and do something that gives us really true joy and meaning. And I'm all for that. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> While my kids are somewhere else. Yeah. Um, taken care of. Taken care of. And, and, I and also, also here, the kitchen is taken care of. Isn't that amazing? Yes, because your very domesticated husband and sons are cooking Bravo for Shabbat, which I find amazing. But I also think it's so beautiful that you have such a had such a fun and joyous home when the children were growing up, and now the grandchildren come back, and we always have a great time when we come here. They have a great time. They have friends here. They know where the park is. It's like a second home for all of us. So if you can do that, I think it's something that, everyone could learn from to open up our homes and our hearts, not only to our family, but to our community, to our friends. And, you know, the fact that people come to me all the time to say how much memories they have in this home, it means you did something great over here. So it's impressive. It's, I'm sorry that I can't send my smile oh. into the microphone because I'm really very honored about your words and I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Wow, guys, just by sitting here today, we managed to create another circle of love between me and my mother-in-law. So I think that's really nice and wonderful. And I guess we're going to stop here because it's almost time for a Shabbat and we need to light the candles and get everything ready, even though the food and everything is set downstairs but still you know last minute makeup and lipstick and whatever anybody else wants to do to get ready for Shabbat so thank you so much mama I enjoyed it very much and I enjoyed um, speaking with you as well and looking forward to introducing our next um, podcast in the weeks to come and um, can't wait to introduce all of you in the future thank you so much for joining us today at our podcast we hope you join us again very soon. To find out more about Haisha or to join one of our events, visit our website at Haisha Pintanel or check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Haisha.nl. The music featured in today's podcast is by singer and songwriter Sarah Hacht. Tot volgende keer! <laughs>